Okay, so today I am in Malacca, recording in from Malacca to all you coconuts. Yes, this is a coconut heaven like Gula Malacca. <laughs> I don't know how that connected, but I want to take this opportunity to try to pull together the three biggest forces of uh, what affects your personal finance. Because I feel like there's been a lot of discussions on all fronts, many different things, and we've done a lot, a lot of content to this point in time. So today I'm going to pull together uh, these three big forces that affects your personal finance and also go a little bit deeper because as always uh, I always feel like the discussion is a little bit too shallow so welcome back to the financial coconut Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime round out Mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market Good morning, everyone, and welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, Blanking Financial Myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us to create a life we love or managing our finances well. And today, we are going to spend some time to talk about the three biggest forces that affects your personal finances. And some of which you are a little bit familiar, some of which maybe you're not so familiar. So, so we'll, we'll see, you know, because uh, to be fair, one of the biggest force that affects your personal finance is a taboo of discussion or at least you know somehow people are a little bit concerned when they talk about it so we're gonna pry open these things and uh, not surprisingly some things are a little bit more common in the realm of discussion especially in the personal finance space and also because it is common there's a lot of simplification in some of the ideas and I find it very 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 problematic because when you oversimplify something you you narrow the discussion. And when you narrow the discussion, it limits your understanding of the thing. It becomes, it once again will narrow down to uh, this or that, right or wrong, left or right. <laughs> Which for me is problematic. So in our discussion today, or at least in the piece of content I'm going to put out today, I am avoiding yes or no, right or wrong, this or that kind of ideas, right? Because that is essentially making a decision. And in process of making a decision, you got to check your goals, your moral values, and uh, all that stuff, right? So we're not going to go there. And uh, I'm not always interested in that. I'm a little bit more concerned of what are the forces affecting our personal finances, right? And I'm going to begin today. The first big force that affects your personal finance, of course, is a very dirty thing. It is your personal choice, right? So personal choices, everybody understand. Okay, yeah, I decide to do this, I decide to do that. And um, yeah, I, I take the consequences of it, right? Do I decide to spend here? Do I decide to eat that? Do I decide to save? Do I decide to invest? Do do I decide to take this job? Do I decide to change a career? Whatever you believe in, uh, personal choices um, in big and small ways affect your personal finances, right? Which can be defined as how much money you eventually have, how much money you have, how much run rate, essentially how much money and what is the flow of money. That is pretty much uh, what personal finance is about, right? And when I want to talk about personal choices, I want to move beyond the, oh yeah, this is the best way, that's the other way. But really try to focus us on the scripts in your head, 
right? And, that, and that's the discussion that I will continue to have as we develop the podcast. And what is governing your choices, right? You may have decided to choose this thing, but what is behind them? What is your goal of this thing? What are the experiences that you have? And, and let me give you a, a simple example. Some people, um, they, they believe that they are very risk-averse, it's like, I don't invest one, I'm very service, very scared. Which, which I get it, I get it. And when you probe them further, uh, there, there's a tendency that it will come towards some horrific experience with investments. Not to them, but maybe to their parents or to their extended family. Right? And, and with that sense, I fully understand why with that kind of experience package, it is written into your mental script to tell you that, oh, investing is very dangerous, investing is not for me, you know, it's for the rich people. Um, which we can have that extended also very, very long discussion of like who is investments for and what is the ideas behind them, which we do, like, we do on the podcast. We talk a lot about all these kind of stuff. But what I want you to understand about personal choices and the mental scripts behind that govern your personal choices is if you want to get clarity of why you do certain things, it is to move away from... Listening to other people of like, oh, you know, uh, this is better than the other. But really trying to understand why do you decide this thing? You know, like what are your parameters of deciding this is better than the other, this one thing? Yeah, your parameters of this is better than the other, what is that? And also what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? And with that, what governs your goals? Why do I have these goals? And to be fair, these are not simple ideas to discover. And the Chinese people actually have a belief. Uh, it's very prevalent in the Chinese media. They call it the San Guan, okay, which is a Ren Shen Guan, Si Jie Guan, and Jia Zhi Guan, okay, which I translate to um, your view of life, your worldview, and the values that you carry you know, in this world. And why is this important? Because pretty much this governs everything that you believe in. Like, like, in the media space, there's a lot of talk about the poor, okay? Or at least there's some talk, not a lot. There's some talk about the poor. And there's a general tendency when people talk about the poor or when the powerful people talk about the poor. It's always a, oh, you know, we don't want to give too much welfare, you know, at least in Singapore. We don't give too much welfare. If not, they will exploit the system and they will blah, 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 right? So there's a lot of this thing like, oh, we don't want to give too much money. You know, people exploit, people become lazy, people don't want to work, people don't want to progress, whatever. But my view, uh, I come from a very different view because of my worldview. I grew up in an environment where I have family members or even extended family members that I would safely put as the poor. Okay, they, they are poor. And I don't think they're lazy. They work very hard. They work two jobs, three jobs to try to make ends meet. And, and of course, they take welfare, they take support, they take whatever that they can get. Like, of course, then they, they, need, they need the support. With, with that experience, okay, and of course, not just one data point, multiple data points as I grew up, um, I then feel like my worldview is very different. My view of the poor is very different from what the narrative out there is being pushed. Because my view of the poor is they're struggling, they do whatever they can, and they're just trying to make it work. If you think about it, what are they really exploiting? What, what are they exploiting? I don't know what they're exploiting. Like, what, what can they exploit? If I give them more money, of course they're going to take. What's wrong? Right? Is, is, that really gonna, is that really exploitative? I would argue that the wealthy people are very exploitative, you know, and, and in the sense of because they have the ability to play the system, they have the abilities to move money around, they can set up different, different jurisdictions, they are global, they can shift money all around the place. So if you want to talk about exploitation of the system, I would say the rich have the abilities, the means and the willingness to exploit the system. That's probably also why they become wealthy. Right? But that is a moral discussion. We will not go there today. But 
that is an example of how your worldview then fundamentally informs your manuscripts, your scripts in your in your mind. Then fundamentally informs the decisions that you make, the personal choices that you decide on. Right? Should I donate? Should I invest? Should I change a career? Why should I do this? What should I buy a house? Do I need all this? And that is the discussion that I believe more people should have: the ongoing decision of what governs your personal choices and this will be the biggest one of the biggest forces that is affecting your life but all that being said that's not the only force right? it, it is very problematic when people want to believe that oh you know uh, everything is me you know it's, it's my, my choice <laughs> the reality is it is a lot more complicated than me myself and i um there are many other forces, which brings me to the second biggest force that affects your finances. And that is market forces. Uh, very common market forces. I will talk a little bit about some of the biggest market forces that you should learn. Uh, After what? From our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so... Market forces, right? Market forces is also a very interesting discussion. And I would say a big swath of uh, personal finance content is revolving around market forces. Like we have our own show revolving around, pretty much revolving around market forces. What's happening in the markets? What's doing? What, how is it getting priced? You know, TFC Stock Geek Out, please check it out. Uh, it's TFC Stock Geek Out. Nah? Stock Geek Out. Push, ah, push. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, share, subscribe, I give follow five star rating. I expect that. But yes, uh, amongst market forces, a lot of people will have already. Uh, when I say market forces, people will think of the stock market. It's very, very understandable because uh, you know, there's a whole media platform talking about the stock market every day, right? Bloomberg, CNBC, MSNBC. Every day they talk about it, and it floods the ecosystem. It floods your narrative. Of course, you would think like, oh yeah, you know, it's market is that market, but there are actually many other markets. The labor market, the business cycles, even a supermarket is a market, right? <laughs> and there are market forces everywhere in, in, in that sense, right? Even, even, even if today China takes over the world or China comes to negotiate on a new social order, they themselves cannot run away from market forces, right? The fundamental difference between the Chinese market and I would say um, the US or the, the US market is, is in the broad idea of what you understand about markets is that uh, the US has a lot more free flow of capital being moved around, right? where the Chinese has relative um, higher levels of capital controls, right? They, they don't allow money to move in and out. Um, they're a little bit stricter on like how much you can borrow, the, the rates that they're going at and, and all that, right? So, so that's a much longer discussion. But whoever, whoever, why you need to learn about market forces is because whoever that, that leads the world going forward uh, practice market mechanisms, right? They have markets, you know, in their businesses. And if you ask me, it's very hard to move beyond it anymore. And do you really want to move beyond it? It's... it's on some level, or move backward from it, right? We, on, on some level, the markets have um, yeah, created it, it's uh, a, uh, some value in it, right? In, in your life. Um, it does provide some opportunities for people to, to try new things, explore new stuff. 
But then the question is, um, why do I need to learn about the markets? Why should I need to be aware of market forces and market cycles, right? But the, the reality is, uh, if you are listening to this, right, you're already a self-select group, right? <laughs> you're more or less, uh, you have a propensity and a desire to try to invest better, you know, make more money, live better, understand what's going on. So, of course, you know, you are already... Um, you should be inclined to try to understand one of the biggest forces that are affecting your personal finance directly or indirectly, which is market forces. Right? Directly from the supermarket, nah? supermarket directly affect you. Indirectly, maybe the financial markets, they do affect you also. Um, but, okay, beyond, beyond that simplistic answer, I think it is really about this whole idea of like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. You know, if you're a little goldfish in the you know, big swath of the ocean and you don't understand what is going on, then if you don't understand what's going on, then all you can do is just keep swimming, right? Which, uh, like it or not, may not be the best thing, you know? Uh, sometimes you just keep swimming because you there's only so much you understand. But if you want to have a little bit more control of what is going on and you want to be a little bit smarter and more opportunistic with uh, what is happening out there, it is really fundamentally about understanding um, market forces. It is like understanding the ocean, right? What is happening out there. Right? Too many people talk about learning how to swim, which is like your personal choices, learning how to evaluate stocks, and all these things that are within your control, which is great, well and beautiful. But then if you don't understand what is happening in the ocean, which is what is happening in the market, what is the characteristic of the market at this point in time, um, then it's not very helpful. Right? So, I do think I do think there is a certain value in trying to understand market forces uh, on on many level, and uh, we are having the extended discussion again and again and again. And if you have any particular part of the market that you don't understand, uh, please let us know. Okay, email us hello at financialcoconut.com or hopefully this goes as a video. Then you can uh, put in the comment section below, huh? or you come to our Telegram group, Instagram, whatever. We got a lot of things going on already, but at the core, I want you to recognize that market forces um, do affect you on many 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 levels okay and and the other thing about markets right is that it is firstly of course very complicated but another big problem um, in markets uh, is by extension is this idea of correlation versus causation right a lot of people when they look at the markets um, they don't understand it like like a lot of people when they look at the markets they like to believe that something caused the other thing. Okay, a lot of people like to believe in that. It doesn't help that the mainstream media always talks about it that way, right? Like, oh, you know, uh, the oil prices move up is because of the Russia crisis. Is it definitely? You know, maybe there's some opportunistic capital here. There's some people trying to make money out of this situation. You know, is it really all about this? Wheat prices move up. Oh, because Ukraine, the breadbasket of Europe. Really? One Ukraine can feed the whole the whole world, uh, huh? Such a to a point where <laughs> to a point where wheat prices move up together. It's like Hello, you know, so, so 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 some things are okay, I can get it. Some things are a little bit like Mm, is it, I don't know, you know, is it really the cause of something? And it really doesn't help that, you know, um, most of us, we, we cannot accept randomness or uh, ambiguity or uncertainty. And we always have to try to find an answer for things. Um, so with that, I want you to recognize that causality is not correlation. Let me give you a simple story, simple example. Okay, every morning you wake up 8am, right? You see the you see the bird down there. Oh, the bird outside your house. Wow, chirping, chirping. And then you see this auntie that come out of the door. Okay, it's your neighbour, right? So you're also like, hey. And then maybe at the, at, the, at the sleep shop moment in time, you see the auntie looking at the bird. And then you think like, wow, auntie is a bird whisperer. Huh? Every morning she can get the bird to come here. Very amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but, but that, that is at a point in time, right? At a point in time, you, you see it. And one day, two day, three day, every day you see it. Then you draw this conclusion that, oh, the auntie's awakening causes the bird to come. She's the bird whisperer, you know. But after a while, you realise that, you know, if you wake up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., maybe the bird already there. Eh? But the auntie not awake yet. Right? And then you wake up at 9 a.m., 10 a.m., then you realise, eh, auntie, you know, she's there, but the bird not there. Or maybe now got five birds. No auntie. Uncle wake up also got a bird. And then, then you realise that maybe it's not always the case. Huh? Right, right. Then, then after that, maybe you will draw a different conclusion. Say, oh, they are all tied to the morning cycle. Because at morning wake up, the bird come, auntie, uncle all wake up. Now, of course. Right? So, so that, that, is, that is the interesting part about correlation. You cannot just discount correlation data, you know, just because that they, don't, they don't fundamentally tell you the cause. Okay, but to recognize correlation for itself and causation for itself um, and use correlation data as an interesting place to try to start and observe what is happening here. Right? Because if, or to be fair, if, there's, if they don't show some sort of correlation, then why would you learn further? Why would you dig further? Right? So even science um, or sc even scholarly ideas, they, they go through this process. They observe some pattern first, which is what people call correlation. And then after that, they'll be like, oh, actually this thing is not directly linked to this is because they are all tied to a third factor, which is, you know, the cycles of the day. And that is the cause, right? So, so that is the, the beauty of trying to understand these things. And it is very prevalent in market cycles. Very prevalent. Too many people try to tell you like they're, they're the market whisperer, you know, they definitely know what's going on. <sighs> Don't be too hopped out on it. And... Um, yeah, work with work with it. Okay, learn about it, which I know you are, and we we are all learning um, together. Okay, which brings me to my third biggest force that affects your personal finances, and that is uh, public policies. And this is the part that's extremely taboo in Singapore. People don't want to talk about it. People are afraid to talk about it, which is problematic. And, and every time there's some sort of fear and and all that, then you will kind of find me lah. I I like to you know push the push the boundaries. I like, go go further and and discuss a little bit more. Uh, and it's not all about policies and politics and all that, you know, like very dirty, you know. The, the, the very fact is, you know, CPF, HDB, your GST, your, you know, your labour policies, all these directly affect your personal finances. And you cannot discount that, right? You cannot discount that social housing is amazing in, in, in what we have in Singapore, right? So, of course, we can d debate over like, oh, are prices should prices be priced like this? How things work the other way? But why I want to bring it up, you know, to, to all of you is to recognize that, hey, you know, uh, there are a lot of things out there that is affecting you and that it's not just the market, right? And, and the government actually has a lot of control, right? The policies actually has a lot of control over how it affects us. Of course, the role of the governance and all that we can discuss, you know, as we move along. But to recognize that different policies affect you and your money directly, you know, prompts you to be a little bit more interested. Like, what is the policy? Like, what's happening? Right? Why, why, why increase GST? You know, what, what is the HDB pricing model? You know, uh, why is CPF now uh, providing CPF Life? You know, which which I support. I support CPF Life. Huh? Um, I I think it is it is uh, the state taking out more risk of of the people, which I think is good. Okay, so, so you can kind of see I'm a little bit more socialist-leaning, a little bit uh, on that front. You know, I don't like that the market can control and manipulate everything, right? Because it, it, 
it is a complicated discussion. But the, the, the reality is, you know, uh, why I want to let you know, it's because um, I want you to participate more in public policy discussion, right? Like, why? Like, why uh, maternity got, got, got all these leave? You know, now dad's got leave. You know, someone just told me the other day, like, oh, you know, uh, moms can claim health, uh, like, you know, helper care support, you know, for the kid or, or whatever support. But the single dads cannot claim. Ah, so that's an interesting discussion that, that we can we can move towards, right? But all in all, um, being participatory in public policies and letting your MPs know what you like. Okay, you must let them know what you like. So cannot always just say, oh, this one, uh, this one, la, 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 always think who, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's like, what you, okay, it's, it's like the same as teaching a dog, the same as, you know, um, educating a kid. Okay, I'm not say a kid is a dog. Okay, please, please don't quote me. But there are, reinforcements right like like if you think this is good you reinforce it you celebrate them you congratulate them you give them good things it adds into their scripts right so same with the government if they're doing good things you must cheer them on like, yeah it's good i like you know and then they you will reinforce you know and then they will they want to do more and then maybe that translates into votes and then they know that oh this is what we want this is what the people want okay then then so the people has power Okay, people have power to sway politics. It's not always just in policies, right? Whether you tag them, you organize, you you know, you put up petitions. All these things matter. They are powerful, right? And if the government do things that you like, then okay, you must let them know. If you, they do things that you, you don't like, then you also must let them know. Which I think that one, I don't need to tell you lah, you know. But me putting these out, okay, why market forces need to be in this discussion and why public policies need to be in the discussion of personal finance is because you know, not everything is to the market. Public policies also affect you, and all in all, if there's one thing I want you to take away in today's episode, is to recognize that hey, it is not all your fault. Neither is it all your abilities. Because I have seen this too much, right? Where people they don't do so well, they judge themselves. It's like, yeah, you know, Wameo Yong, uh, meritocracy, I fail, I got no merit. There's also a <laughs> sacred cow we can talk another time. But then there's also the other camp of like, yeah, you see, it's me. I'm so amazing. That's why I do what I good. You know, I got big house, big car. My kids do very well. It's all me. It's like, wake up your idea. It is not all you. Both ways. You know, there are many other things that are affecting your lives, affecting your personal finances. And it is okay, you know, to 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 not do well sometimes. So it is, it's okay to, to make mistakes. It's okay to learn new things and, and recognize that, oh, it's not on me. But hey, that doesn't mean that it is not your responsibility to try to understand what's going on and also uh, organize and, and do things to try to influence these other factors. Me vividly telling you these three factors is to give you that clarity of trying to understand oh, what actually affects me directly or indirectly. Okay, I'm going to review, I'm going to uh, recap Okay, number one is personal choices. Okay, of course, personal choices are very clear. A lot of people talk about it, but too many people talk about it in a very binary way. Yes or no, this or that, right or wrong. Buy here or buy there. Invest this or invest that. All useless. Don't think like that, okay? I want you to move beyond right or wrong, yes or no, left or right, to go into the scripts that is in your head. Why do you think like that? What governs this? You know, what are some of the experiences that affects, you know, your scripts in your head? And this, this word of script, right? The mental script is a technical term. You can go and search more about it, okay? So learn more about why all these things exist in your head. Why do you want to do all these things? What are your choices? What are your goals? This will greatly elevate you in making clearer personal choices, okay? That benefits you, lah, okay? Or at least benefits you in a way that helps you inch closer to your goals. Number two are market forces. 
forces. Right? So market forces, people talk a little bit about it. I want you to learn more about market cycles, business cycles, you know, uh, how the mortgages move, how the interest rates move, and all these things. As you learn more, you get more clarity of what are you playing in? What is the playing field you're in? And like it or not, you can pro-China, you can anti-China. Regardless, China has markets and it's going to continue to grow. The market mechanics have already been a very, very interesting um, innovation over the years. Which brings me to my third point. It is not all about markets. It's also about public policies, right? GST, labor policies, you know, HDB, CPF, all these. I know people, um, some people are very active in this discussion, you know, but it tends to be, you know, um, a little bit more like, yeah, this is what it is. Or the other side would be like, yeah, so, so, so. My, my view is, um, if the government is doing something that you 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 like, you support, then you must let them know. If uh, the policymakers are doing things that you know you don't agree with or it's it's affecting you and they don't have a good reason for it, then also you must let them know. Which I think that one I don't need to tell you to do. A lot of people do that already. Okay, more more of the earlier. If someone is doing something good, if the government is doing something good, or the policymaker is doing something, or the ministry is doing something good, you know, the public policy is doing something that is aligned to meet your goals, then you must let them know and you must let them know that you like it, you support them, you know, give them that booster, right? so that they know what works for you and what doesn't. With that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the Financial Coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our social, sign up for our weekly newsletter. We are doing a weekly newsletter reboot. We are going to have a lot of information within the newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Also, if you have any interesting thoughts you want to share or you know someone that we would like to hear from, reach out to us through hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week and always remember, Personal finance can be chill, clear, sustainable for all. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, yeah, so I hope you learned something fun and... Uh, Pardon me as I learn to do a little bit more video stuff with uh, with this. All in all, my goal is not to have theatrics to keep you going and all that, but just really to um, try to optimize for video video stuff, right? So that we can have a bigger reach on social media and, and all that. And I want you to uh, help us along, right? Let, let us know how can we do better. And yeah, I just want to update all of you that today I'm in Malacca, right? So I already left Singapore. By the time you see this, I've already left Singapore. Maybe, okay, maybe by the time you see this, I'm back in Singapore. <laughs> so we need, we do need lead time to post-produce our content. Okay, okay, please, uh, wake up. Uh, okay, it's not like turn around like that, you know, that there's always lead time in production. So, um, but yes, I am physically in Malacca and uh, in, in my little room and you will um, probably see a few more shoots in this room because I bulk record. Uh, yes, and uh, with that, I 
look forward to connecting with more of you, right? Email to us, hello at financialcoconut.com. Take care.